Hey, Armin here. Welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. We cover training, nutrition, supplementation strategies, and a whole lot more. So stand by. Hey, and welcome to the NSP Show. I'm Armin Eckelbarger. And I'm Frank Mills, and hey, today we've got another great show for you. We're going to be talking about the fundamentals of 8x8 training and what you should know about branched-chain aminos and essential aminos. So a jam-packed show today. Armin, are you ready, man? Oh, yeah. Ready to go. Rock and roll. All right. So let's get it right into it. The fundamentals of 8x8 training. From what you told me, Armin, this is one of Vince's favorite reps and set schemes is that correct well uh, i think so but you know vince because uh, he talked about it a lot he really liked that uh -huh. but you just never know which one was the actual one that you know would be his favorite because he, he had a lot of good stuff but right, this one right. seemed to get a lot more attention because of you know, the results he got from it so that's that's my thoughts on it <laughs> well I have not heard of an eight by eight so I was kind of curious this is a program for beginners well, that's one of the things that Vince didn't feel comfortable with. He felt like mm -hmm. you need to have at least two years of training experience. Wow. To really okay. get the benefits of the eight by eight. And, you know, that, that was just his, um, you know, his personal thoughts on it. So mm -hmm. can a beginner still do it? And yeah, they could probably still do it. It's just, you know, you get a lot of response when you do anything in the beginning because the central nervous system is so fresh. Mm -hmm. But when that starts to level out, this, this kind of training can, you know, help take your, take your results to another level. That was kind of what I think Vince was thinking. Well, from doing a little bit of research here before we did the show, I did see that uh, he called it an honest workout. So why did Vince call it that? Well, in his opinion, uh, you know, it's a very hard demanding workout. And he felt like uh, it would generate, he felt like he got good, pure muscle fiber. Uh, mm -hmm. the, from the, from the training when he was doing it from the combination uh it also felt like the uh the muscle fibers would plump out really well uh, okay solid mass and muscularity you know from his experience um and he he felt like it would he would get all the capillaries involved instead of having just a minimum capillary development because you know when you push as much blood to the muscles as you can the capillaries have to expand which can help expand the fascia of the muscle and helping enlarge it so that was and that's part of the uh, the process of enlarging muscles muscle fibers and size is engorging the muscle with a lot of blood flow that helps stretch it so that's mm -hmm. kind of what uh, my understanding what um, what he felt like it was a great combination of uh, you know repetitions with sets okay so what does doing more than eight reps do to you armin well you have a there's a lot of uh things to keep in mind when you're doing resistance training, you know, time mm -hmm. under tension is important. So the time under tension that they say today, you, to get a response, you need to have a minimum of 30 seconds of time under tension for doing one set. Okay. So depending on your rip, your rip tempo that can help determine how, how far that's going to go. But Vince felt his time under tension with eight reps with using this kind of weight, was uh, very effective but it's a cumulative effect as you keep getting the eight reps and you get to i mean like like when i do it when i get to set five and six it uh -huh. starts getting 
starts getting tough. And then when you get to, to seven and eight, that's when you're really, that's when the real stimulation, in my opinion, is really starting to kick in. Mm-hmm. So if you start going over that, he felt like you reduced the stimulation to the muscle. Um, and so that was one of his concerns there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, he, he felt like just doing, like if you do more than eight reps and say you go to 12 reps, he felt like that would stimulate some other growth factors, but not the kind that he was getting from just doing the, the eight reps. And, you know, again, it's an old style design. So, you know, other science may look at it differently. But in his opinion, from his experience doing it, when he did more reps, now, again, we'll talk about how this affects, this is not very muscle group, so we'll get into that. Right. But he felt like once you start going over eight in this particular category, you're not going to be able to use as much weight as you would like to to get that density uh, effect. So mm-hmm. That was another thing that was uh, pretty important. Um, so. Well, it was kind of funny that you just brought that up because that was my next question. Does the eight by eight work for all muscle groups? Okay. So what Vince felt for certain muscle groups, you know, he felt like the calves and the forearms needed, needed a lot more repetitions. He liked to keep that. I think it was a 12 to 20 rep range because it's, you know, it's a thicker, denser uh, muscle because mm-hmm. it's used, it's used every day. You know, right, your calves, right. you're walking on them, you're using it every day. Now, again, you use all your muscles every day, but they, they tend to get more more work. And so they, they're just a thicker bundle. And so he felt you need to get more blood flow into there by doing, you know, higher reps. Now, right. that doesn't mean you go light, you still go heavy, you go as heavy as possible, but you're really trying to focus to get into that 12 to 20 rep range. And that's, you know, for the forearms and the calves, that was his, um, you know, the big change up from there. <clears throat> okay. All right. So, Armin, I'm sure a lot of people are now kind of wondering what are the best exercises for the eight by eight? So that's another thing to kind of keep in mind. You know, when you're doing eight sets of eight reps, that's mm-hmm. a good amount of volume. And so when you look at how many sets you're going to do per muscle group, that's a whole nother factor as well. Um, so in my opinion, I like to do the eight by eight for my lagging muscle groups. Um, you know, especially for upper body. Now, lower body, I like to stay a little higher rep for me because it tends to work better for me, but that's a different story here. Mm-hmm. But if you mm-hmm. have a lagging muscle group, say it's your chest, your shoulders, your biceps, you know, your back, especially, then I'd like to pick an exercise that's, you know, going to help me with my weaker area and go eight by eight with that. All right. So that's one thing to keep in mind when you're considering what, what um, movement to do, what exercise to do. Uh, mm-hmm. But like for me, I've used it for barbell. I've used it for dumbbell machine presses. Mm-hmm. Right? Like the, the barbell would be the neck press. It's, it's a good one for that. You know, dumbbells, you know, I actually did them the other day. Um, you know, we did the incline dumbbell presses. I wanted to focus on my upper pec for that workout. So I did eight by eight on that. And mm-hmm. I did it with 60 pounds and the last two sets were pretty rough, but you know, that's what you got to do. I like it to do with flies, you know, fly work or pec deck. Uh, they really isolate and uh, fatigue the pecs. And then you finish up with pressing movements. I think that's a real, real good game changer. Uh, rows, any kind of row movement, you're doing eight by eight. Uh, I mean, it's going to really get to you. Now, it's also going to fry your forearms too, but that, that's just part of it. Uh, Pull-ups, now pull-ups are real tough. So, I mean, you got to be in good condition to do eight by eight with pull-ups. Uh, I've already done that, and that's that's tough. Pull-downs, shoulder press, you know, your lateral raises. He was a big fan of that. 
even deadlifts and squats and that's super challenging there so you got to really mm-hmm. check your ego you got to check your ego at the door when you're doing that so you can't just be going oh i'm going to do this heavy weight and crank them out because your heart rate mm-hmm. gets really jacked as you get into those last few and we'll talk about the, the rest periods but um you know then you could do leg presses and hack squat leg curl leg extensions you know, close grip bench. If your triceps are kind of lagging, great, great move there. Push down, mm-hmm. tricep extensions, uh, drag curl, excellent for developing the biceps, uh, hammer curl, preacher curl. There's, there's a lot of different combinations, but you got to find the, 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 you know, depending on how weak your muscle is, find an exercise and, and do it with that one exercise is a primary movement. And then you finish up your other sets with other movements, other angles. Well, since you mentioned, um, like sets for each body part, how many sets do you suggest typically for that? See, that's the thing is when you're doing eight sets of eight, that's a lot. Yeah. So even for Vince, he felt like, you know, 15 to 16 sets total for a muscle group is, is all you can really handle. So I will say this, I, I do 20 from time to time for my quads, my leg workouts, and every now and then for my back. But I typically like to stay in that, uh, nine to 16 set range mm-hmm. so obviously if i'm doing nine sets i'm just going really heavy for that type of stimulation i'm not doing a lot of eight by eight on that i mean you can but um you know if you figure you're going to do two different movements you're going to do eight sets of eight you're yeah you're only going to be able to do two two exercises and keep right. that that um that's the number set range now this is also mostly based on recovery and then trying to stay in that 45 minute window because you know that seems to be the sweet spot i think and even vince felt like that was a sweet spot for recovery so that's another thing you got to keep in mind when you're figuring out how many sets you're going to do is not getting overtrained um, by going too long because then you're just you're you're tearing down too much muscle and so that recovery period is just not going to be as 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 good which is going to affect your strength anyways the whole purpose Mm -hmm. of this is to get stronger so the next time you can do your eight by a little bit more efficiently and even potentially be able to move up in some weight. All right. So the folks that are out there either watching or listening, I'm sure that they're kind of curious and I am too. So let's go through a hypothetical here. If you were going to train your chest mm-hmm. using yeah. an eight by eight, what would the routine look like just out of curiosity? Well, for me, I'm a big pre-exhaust training kind of guy. So, uh-huh. uh, you know, so what I recommend for myself and my clients is, you know, I would suggest doing two to three warm up sets of a compound exercise. So that could be mm-hmm. like dumbbell dumbbell presses or machine presses, you know, something like that. And then I'm going to, you know, do the isolation exercise. So I'm going to do right. either pec deck, great sets of eight, or flies, like incline flies or flat flies, great sets of eight. And I'll, you know, your chest is going to be on fire. Now, the purpose of doing, doing it that in order is because my triceps are still going to be fresh. And so are my mm-hmm. uh, shoulders because they're not as involved when you're just doing a fly movement. They're just not, you know, they're not needed for that because you're, you're stretching and, and contracting. So then when I go to eight sets of eight with presses, and, you know, you got to be, again, check your ego at the door, make sure you can finish. Then I'm going to do as, you know, do, do it as effective, effectively as possible. But even when you're doing it that way, if you fatigue too much, then what I'll do is a rest pause technique like that, and then be able to get those eight sets of eight. So this gives me a total of 16 sets. 
Hmm. And if I want to do anything else, then I may finish up with some grande dips, you know, maybe four sets of that uh, to just to finish up, or I'm done with those 16 total sets, depending on how fatigued the, the muscles are. All right. Now, well, now another, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, just yeah like go that. ahead. Go. Yeah, wow. I, I was just going to say that now, if you, if you just want to do the fly movements and then go to go to the dips, you could do that. Right. Or just do eight sets of eight with the fly movements and then do four sets of presses of some type and then four sets of uh, dips. So mm -hmm. you get a nice rounded development. So as you can tell, a lot of combinations are workable with this uh, by using that foundation of the eight by eight. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Well, this seems like it's very demanding on the body using a heavy weight as possible. Um, mm. I, I know you're big on, on the recovery side of things. So how much rest is recommended for this? Well, Vince, he, uh, you know, he was in that 15 second to 30 second. And so for me, I like doing the 30 second, uh, but every now and then I've done the 15 and it's brutal. So I, mean, I have a stopwatch I use so I can time it. Uh, Cause uh -huh. I tried counting, but as you fatigue, you start, <laughs> you're just like counting even a problem too, because you're trying to breathe. Right. So right. I use a stopwatch and I, like the, the other day I did it, um, you know, it was 30 seconds. And right. again, the last two rounds were just uh, barely getting to eight. So again, <laughs> what you'll do, if you can't get eight, then you rest for, you know, maybe a five count or something like that. And then you try to try to squeeze out the last few reps. Like I, I couldn't get it past, I got to six and then there was nothing left. So I had to pause, gotcha. rest for uh, about a 15 count. And I jumped back and squeezed out the last two. Then I had to rest for 30 seconds and do the last eight by eight. So, you know, I was at a max weight, as you can tell. And you do get quality soreness from this too. And, and it is a really mm -hmm. phenomenal pump. So, uh, but also you're going at a fast pace. So you're, you're burning good energy. Mm -hmm. Well, since you mentioned heavy weight, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are curious, how do you determine how much weight to actually use? That's always a, that's always a guessing game as well. Now, mm -hmm. Vince would say, you know, pick a weight that you can do uh, like 12 reps with, you know, a heavy weight you could do 12 reps with for maybe a couple of rounds, that kind of thing. And then right. start with that and then see how you finish. So that's kind of what I recommend people when they first start. Um, okay. I mean, obviously, if you go too light, you go too light, then that just means you do some other heavier stuff when you get done. But mm -hmm. once you find that, like, you know, I did the 60s on the incline press, um, and I'm, you know, I was coming off of a, a slight shoulder injury, so I'm right. my way back up. I normally I go a little heavier than that, but that 60 was pretty rough, you know, getting to the full eight sets of eight reps with mm -hmm. the incline dumbbell presses, because uh, that rest period, you know, it starts really, you know, it, it accumulates pretty quickly. And you're just like, okay. And you got to really get your mental capacity going too, because you got to gut through those last few reps. Absolutely. Well, it seems like a grueling workout. Uh, you know, <laughs> any final thoughts on the eight by eight? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great uh, rep and, and set scheme. Um, mm -hmm. But again, I think people should use it for like a weak muscle group area. Uh, and then uh, excluding the calves and the forearms, obviously. Mm -hmm. But right. when you're doing that, it's great for conditioning as well because of the short rest periods. But if you pick that one exercise, you know, again, if you're not getting the thickness in your chest and you want to get more development on that middle part of the chest, then I like to use it for fly work as an example. You know, another, another one would be if I'm um, 
really wanting to work my back. It's either mm-hmm. going to be some pull up pull ups, or it'll be you know pull downs with different grips. Just pick one of those, or any kind of a row movement. You pick one of those, and then add in the other exercises on top of that. So that's what you want to keep in mind is, okay, what's the thing I need to bring up? Let me work on that, you know, whatever exercise mm-hmm. that's going to be to help develop it. So if you need more lat width, then you want to do a, a pull down movement or pull up movement. that's going to affect that lat width, you know, overhand or neutral grip, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. See, see how you can get your, get the full eight reps. And I got to say that for back exercises, your minimum is going to be eight reps because it's mm-hmm. there's so many muscles back there to try to get them all fatigued. You, you got to at least do eight reps or more. So I like eight to 12 when I'm training my back as an example as well. Uh, a lot of great information on the eight by eight, Armin. Uh, definitely appreciate that. Uh, wow. Yeah. It just seems like some, you know, for, for somebody who's ready to take that on, uh, good luck to you. Wow. That's some tough stuff there. Um, well, all it, right, it so, makes it, it, it makes it fun though, because it's different. So, but hopefully everybody right. has some takeaways on that. So got it, got to change it up. You're right. Okay. Well, Hey, if, uh, you like this show, the NSP nutrition show, we encourage you to check out our other show that we do. It's called Frank Mills Reality Fitness. We've got about 90 episodes now, and we've covered just about every topic from hormones to sugar to all different types of topics. Uh, and now we've kind of changed the format because we got so many questions coming in about the stars and entertainers of our uh of our world on how they look so good. And Armin and I have done a lot of digging in the last, what, eight shows, Armin. We've really dug into some really popular actors, actresses, entertainers. And we've really found out some compelling information about their workout routines and their nutrition programs, right? Uh, It's really shocking. I mean, (laughs) I, I I am totally amazed by by what these people are having and these trainers are having them do. I think Vince would just be like going, Oh my God. But you know, that's, that's what they're doing. Uh, you know, they feel like it's working. I get that. And it, you know, a lot of things work. Don't get me wrong, but you talk about a waste of time and effort, in my opinion, what they're, what these people are doing to stay in shape. It's, you know, you don't need to eat six, seven meals a day. You don't need to be trained for an hour and a half, two hours and do all these excessive amounts of sets and reps that these trainers have doing. It, and they're young trainers. That's probably one of the mm-hmm. bigger issues. Uh, a lot of them are young. So anyways. Well, <laughs> if you want to check out our show, uh, our gosh, our shows that we've done recently, uh, we've done for Henry Cable, who actually played Superman, Liam's Hemsworth. Uh, we've done Jennifer Lopez uh, and, and, and many others. So uh, we encourage you to check it out. But uh, stand by. Armin and I are going to take a quick break. You'll get a quick message here from NSP Nutrition, and Arm and I will be right back. Hey, and welcome back to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Echelbarger. And I'm Frank Mills, and we're going to get right into what you need to know about branch chain aminos and essential aminos. And, you know, when I saw this uh, pop into my email, Armin, I thought, wow, this is quite an interesting topic. So why don't we start here? Let's go uh, and describe the differences between the two. Okay, good point. Um, 
Well, branch chain aminos are pretty simple. You just have three key amino acids. You've got leucine, isoleucine, and valine. That's what makes up your branch chain aminos. Okay. Um, you know, they're essential nutrients to help support muscle metabolism and important for building muscle tissue protein as well. You know I mean, but when you when you look at it, if you look at the essential aminos, uh, they have branch chains in them. So that's actually a good thing too, but you also have all the other amino acids you need for continuing to have protein synthesis happen. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing I think some people kind of miss um, when they're doing it. So when you have all the essential aminos, what you're going to get from there is you know, they can be used to help provide energy because they can convert to glucose as needed, uh, and, and which is going to, this, you know, your building blocks of protein and amino acids. So it's going to help your muscle, your muscularity, and, you know, it helps with digestion, mm-hmm. uh, sleeping and wake cycles, protein is just, you know, amino acids are so necessary to the body, helps support the immune system and keep it functioning at a high level. Uh, helps with their brain neurotransmitters, uh, you know, skin and nails and hair, uh, also producing hormones. You, you have mm-hmm. to have essential aminos for all those things. So there's some, some quick differences on how they compare out. <clears throat> well, I think that's uh, pretty interesting. And it sounds to me like essential amino acids do more than the branch chain amino acids. Yeah, they do. <laughs> okay. So there's a, now there's going to be a lot of debate on this because you have these branch chain amino fans and you know, I've taken uh-huh. a lot of branch chain aminos uh, and I got to tell you, I've taken the branch chain aminos, but I don't, I don't know this jack from it. So, right. but I've taken them, uh, you know, they're inexpensive. Uh, that's, that's the nice thing to, about them, but uh, mm-hmm. compared to a quality essential, a quality amino acid profile, but um, you know, there's always going to be debate on it, but you know, that's, that's where I stand on it. <laughs> well, you know, for all of us that have went out there and shopped, we see all kinds of companies actually trying to promote branch chain amino acids as the way to go for training versus the essential. So I'm kind of curious, why is that? Well, I'm going to, this is strictly my opinion on this. Okay. okay. <laughs> Here we go. Gonna be, there's only going to be debate on it. Okay. Right, at right. Most, in my in my opinion, it's because they're cheaper. They're just very cheap to produce and mm-hmm. resell. Um, right. Because right. when you when you look at a good essential amino acids acid profile spectrum, like the kind of NSP has, they're not cheap. But you also have all the aminos, so you're not missing anything when you're taking them. So that's kind of my thoughts on it. You know, it's a cheap thing to sell. They're very easy to produce and and, and have. Uh, and that's why you're going to see more of them versus the expense of the, doing a regular full-spectrum amino acid. Mm-hmm. And we talk about the quality and all-natural of the NSP supplements. I did notice that NSP Nutrition does not sell branched-chain amino acids. Uh, why is that? Well, the philosophy behind that, you know, again, it started with Vince as well and, and Ron and, and the other owners, but you know, that's a much better way to go. So, mm-hmm. and they're all about quality, all about results. And so they feel like, well, what we want to do branch chain, we, we use a full spectrum and get all the benefits of the full spectrum. Right, uh, right. You know, that just made a lot of sense to them. Um, so, you know, again, I'll probably get a lot of heat from this comment, but um, <laughs> it's just, it, their branching is really not as 
they're not as needed as you would have for a full spectrum. That's why you have so many people promoting whey protein because it has a full spectrum amino acid in it, having that before and after workouts, mm -hmm. which, you know, that could be a good alternative too, depending on, you know, if it had um, carbohydrates in it, that'd be something I'd be concerned about. But, um, you know, like I've said before, I've done both. I've done branch chains uh, and, 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 and the full spectrum. I like the full right. spectrum, but you, you're going to have to be on a budget when you're doing that kind of thing. Now, the one thing I will say is this, I have been experimenting with just five grams of leucine, which is a branch chain, but just leucine by itself, because I've been mm -hmm. reading about um, different uh, uh, articles on it regarding how it can help stop any further breakdown of muscle after you get done okay. training. So that's the, the theory behind it. So I have been experimenting with it. Um, you know, it's supposed to slow down, you know, the breakdown of the skeletal muscle tissue. Um, and it also has been shown to decrease, you know, muscle soreness. Mm -hmm. uh, now, <clears throat> I still get sore no matter what I'm doing. So right. you know, I don't know if anything really does a really great job on that, but that's what they say. So, mm -hmm. you know, that would be the, the exception to me, but I prefer to take the full spectrum, you know, you know, right before I work out because they're going to get utilized and there's nothing in there except the amino acids. So, all right. So when should someone supplement with essential amino acids, Armin? So in my opinion, I like to use them. If I don't do beef liver, I'll mm -hmm. use essential aminos as an alternative to keep myself in a positive nitrogen balance. So I like to use them in between meals. And I also like to use them before I work out. Um, and, but when I get down working, out, I usually have a meal, so I don't use them after I work out, but if I, uh, couldn't have any protein, a protein drink, you know, something like that, and I didn't have anything accessible right away, then I would use them after I work out as well. But gotcha. basically right now, I just take them right before I train. So they'll be in my system. So my body has them to use. So what I do do is do that leucine, um, you know, after the training, but for most people, it's going to be good to take in between meals to keep you in a positive nitrogen balance. You don't have to have another meal. It can help save you for that. Mm -hmm. uh, and then right before training. So you can take them, you know, like two times in between meals, like between breakfast and lunch, if you're doing that. And then lunch and dinner, take it in between there would be another ideal way to do it. Now they do have, they do feel like it does help with people who are older taking these amino acids can help mm -hmm. them because they just, they're, they're, protein breakdown is a lot um is a lot higher as you get older right. so you know me and you being in the you know like you're close to 60 i'm 58 mm -hmm. um we want to keep the chips in our favor so that's why uh you know it's good to kind of keep that in mind when you're supplementing uh, or you're watching your protein intake absolutely well i'm sure a lot of people too are wondering you know if, if all else fails are there prescription options available out there that you can recommend or that you know of? Uh, well, not on the, the amino acids. I mean, there's some, uh -huh. you can do an IV, you can, there is an IV drip strategy, but that's really for people who are in severe shape. So that, that's not going to happen. Um, right, right. For most people, it's not necessary. So, mm -hmm. so uh, that's really it. It's either amino acids or, hey, you know. <laughs> You're pretty much out of luck. Is that what you're saying? Well, I mean, it's pretty simple to fix. It's just yeah, a matter yeah. of, you know, of budget. So, 
but most people aren't going to need something on a, on a prescription level for that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, any final thoughts as we wrap up this segment on amino acids? Yeah, I would just say that they're good, but the biggest thing is, is getting in the, you know, the cost because they're, they're not going to be as cheap as branch chains. So if you're on a budget, then, you know, obviously you can use some branch chains for that purpose. And again, there's some baits about, you know, our branch chains really that great. So mm-hmm. you know, you'll, you'll have that to contend with, you know, amino acids or amino acids as well. Um, but, you know, in my opinion, um, I would also pay attention to the cost of the amino acids because it depends on where they extract them, how much better they're going to be. So mm-hmm. if you're extracting amino acids from soy products, probably not going to be a complete amino acid profile, even though they're selling it to you as amino acids. So you need to do some homework when you buy essential amino acids to see where they're extracted from. So that's Absolutely. Well, Armin, as always, a lot of great information, man. So thank you so much. Oh, no problem. Hope you guys got some takeaways on that. And, you know, give us some questions, though, if you do at the, you know, in the question section in case um, you need more clarification. But, uh, you know, I've done them both. And I, I think that, um, you know, for the money, I would, I would go with the full spectrum. But it's up to you. Absolutely. Now, I also encourage everybody to check out nspnutrition.com. We've got a lot of new apparel on the website. We've got some new Vince's gym shirts and some new Vince shirts out there. Also, as we've told you in previous shows, if you're looking for some really quality workout gear, Armin, it's what you use, right? Uh, It's good stuff, man. I mean, I like it. I mean, the shirts, I like the shirts and uh, the tank tops, you know, even the straps, the belts, uh, they're good. The gloves, definitely recommend them. So definitely check it out. Now, we definitely appreciate you watching or listening to the show. And we encourage you, if you have a question, a topic, a suggestion, I I would encourage you to engage with us. And Armin, there's a bunch of ways they can do that, right? Yeah. I mean, just especially, you know, using each show, you can do it that way. Um, So, I mean, it's just um, whatever's convenient for them. I mean, obviously, you can email support at nspnutrition.com, too. So, Yeah. Or, hey, just comment in the YouTube section, too, uh, because Armin's paying attention to that. He normally will answer you right there and right away. But uh, like I said, Armin, Armin, another great show. We appreciate everybody joining us. And check back next week for another new episode of the NSP Nutrition Show. Hey, thanks for checking out the NSP show. Go to nspnutrition.com where you can find a whole heap of resources to help you achieve stunning definition and eye-popping levels of muscularity. Don't forget you can save 10% on your first order by using the code NSP show at the checkout. Catch you next time.